species that we can manifest these ideas and create something amazing. Opportunities are like diamonds. Now there's something very exhilarating about having a dream so big that it kind of scares you a little bit. It gives you drive, it gives you ambition, it gives you motivation, something amazing that you can walk towards. children. It is Rupak in the future talking to you in your present from the past. Back again this first week of September. It looks like not just California is on fire it has spread slightly east to I believe Utah all the way there and to be perfectly frank I don't exactly know a hundred percent the details of this Caldor fire as, is, uh, as it has been named but it seems to be going pretty strong. I may be mistaken, but the last I saw a few hours ago, it was only 16% contained. And the news indicated today somehow being a key day in the attempt to contain the fire. So, bless the people working to get that done, and nothing but hope and prayers for anyone affected. Anyway, like I said, it's uh, the first week of September. It's been several days now of waking up to an oddly, oddly, oddly overcast sky that lingers well into the noon hour and although I enjoy the aesthetic it just isn't the right time and it's worrisome I suppose 
because it might not be a great sign for the coming fall and winter. But that is all something for us to find out and deal with when we get there. As I'm sure regular listeners might be able to tell, I have switched back to me, me, (laughs) my older lo-fi microphone, simply because I enjoy, I just kind of enjoy using this one over the more professional broadcast microphone. Everyone uses professional broadcast microphones. I'm okay with mine, my show, my podcast sounding like a prolonged rambling voicemail because that is more or less what it is, so this will be the setup, at least for the time being. I have my OP1 with me, providing the little metal, metal, mellow, <laughs> I'm all over the place right now, mellow, dulcet tones as a bed, a foundation for the rambling, <clears throat> and uh, I think I just came to a Bill O'Reilly type moment where I just said fuck it we're doing it live this shit sucks we're doing it live a little bit of bad news I found out that My friend, Martin, has fallen ill over the weekend with COVID. Sounds like he wasn't doing so great up uh, up at least until when I talked to him, which was on Tuesday. hoping that he is able to recover safely without affecting his immediate family and I am also hoping that he recovers completely there are people who 
fall ill with this sickness and then they can luckily recover but there seems to be so much so many people um, talking about these longer long term effects after the initial ass whooping that the virus gives and Martin is not just an amazing guitar player but a wonderful very gifted singer and I really just hope that that doesn't get affected so with that in mind I upload to you a bit of my anxiety so hopefully if we all hope for the best he can come out of this just as good as he ever was speaking of uh, uploading anxiety it looks like blind boy Blind Boy's cat, the girl that wasn't eating because of an issue in her little cat mouth, is doing much, much, much better now. And I I don't doubt that it had a lot to do with so many of us all over hoping the best for that cat not just because she's a cat but because blind boy is very much affectionately tied to that little animal ever since his house cat passed that cat and her brother although they are feral and he's never gotten to pet them or have any kind of direct affection with them he obviously cares very much for both of them that he not only feeds them but has a little shelter set up for them outside to rest peacefully and basically stay with him stay close, stay fed stay about as happy as any animal can ask to be 
So, it looks like for a moment where things were pretty bad, he says, uh, the poor cat was so dehydrated from drooling so much, she was so weak, that she wasn't even walking anymore, she was dragging herself, uh, I guess around his patio. So, I guess to just kind of give her the comfort, he decided to feed her some wet food. And the little kitty got excited and started to munch down. And as she did that, it looks like she opened her jaw wide enough that whatever abscess or whatever thing was going on with her jaw or whatever it might have been, it burst. And immediately after it burst, the cat was able to eat the wet food much more easily, finished the whole thing, drank some water, and drooled much, much less. And basically, over the days, seemingly got completely better. So that's wonderful news. He's still planning on trapping her and going to a proper veterinarian to get her checked out. But there is no more fear or urgency because she's doing much, much better than before. So sometimes things work out okay. that's important to remember. Anyway, I, half mentioned it last week 
that I had taken some considerable steps towards that ever-elusive self-improvement that I'm always going on and on about. And I didn't want to, I suppose, jinx myself by maybe sharing the news prematurely last week, but I think it's okay to say now that I haven't gotten high in over a week. pretty good about it. Was almost kind of losing my mind over the weekend. But luckily I was able to keep myself busy enough and entertained, distracted, whatever it might be, enough to where it is over a week now. And even before, before then, I wasn't really indulging as much as I was. Really, I wasn't really doing it at all, hardly. It's just almost like a... like a habit or something that... It just seems like I had to do it once, at least a day, to able to say that I did it. I don't really know how to explain it. I always, uh, I always find that if I can get over the third day, once I clear that third day, I am more or less up and running and not really dwelling or anxious on wanting to use I don't know what that is I don't think it's true for everyone, <laughs> but uh, I suppose I'm lucky enough that it is true for me. So, uh, day one wasn't too bad. Day two, I would definitely say I was 
itching some. Day three, I just had to get out of the house and just eat some fucking junk food and go to the bar and just buy a bunch of shit online to just do my best to not give in. And then on day four, it just has felt easier since then. All my online purchases showed up. Funny enough, the last one was just yesterday. Sometimes just that little bit of anticipation is enough to hold back the anxiety or really more the itch to want to smoke again. Now more or less it is just not part of my daily routine, it's not in my head, it's not something I actively think about. I think it also helps that the very, very, very last smoke that I had I ended up feeling rather than the usual relief, I suppose, I felt almost a guilty anxiety because there was a few days of false starts and although I would almost count those days as sober days because I was just doing so little and not really indulging to escape so much as just to scratch the itch for whatever reason that last one really didn't do me well so I suppose inadvertently it just becomes a good place to start or it became good place to start. And so I did. And here I am.
Now, you know, I would say it's a kind of a half and half situation where half of me was wanting to quit just out of a a boredom and a dissatisfaction with the habit. And the other half is to maybe, hopefully, find a decent job. My buddy, Jaderman, shout out to Jaderman, supports the show, and I really love him for it. But, uh, Jaderman mentioned that there was a chance, possibly, that he could get me a, a spot where he's at. And I know he's doing pretty well. The man got himself a shiny new Mazda. So, thanks to that little bit of encouragement, I took the leap myself. And uh, really, he did inspire me. He got clean himself for that job. And it was pretty amazing to see him tough it out like he did. He's smoking again. (laughs) But, uh, definitely well-deserved, and it was still very impressive to see, impressive, I'm sorry, to uh, see him clean up and stick to it, and here I am now, kind of following in his footsteps. the other side better than where I started. Speaking of Jaderman, over the weekend he recommended a list for the chronological order to watch the Marvel Cinematic Universe films. And since I had teased it previously on the show that I may possibly one day (laughs) 
watch these movies to uh, give a critique. I went ahead and took the plunge. So, I will do these in order, and uh, I think I'll just do one a week, just to kind of spread out the content a bit. This should give me plenty to work with uh, through the end of the year, I'm pretty sure. Don't really know how many movies or shows I'll be going through. At least as of right now, I only plan to watch the movies, but I have heard good things about Loki. Good, quote unquote. <laughs> anyway, so I watched Captain America, the first Avenger. Right off the top, I'll just say overall pretty good movie. It's entertaining. Uh, action through and through. And enough moments to carry the story, I suppose, from beginning, middle, to end. I know for a moment there was supposed to be an Agent Carter television show, but I don't quite know what happened there. I think it was canceled. Or it became Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and then that was canceled. Don't really know. Again, I'm a grown man with grown man problems. <laughs> so, I don't really know what happened there. My point, though. Agent Carter. Charming character. Pretty lady. Total badass. British accent. Can't really ask for more, can you? All that aside, this whole first Avenger movie, first of all, before I make this point, I do want to say, in this movie, Captain America, pretty compelling character, pretty damn cool, I gotta say, by the end of the movie, I kind of like Captain America. Now, when I was growing up, and 
nobody gave a fucking shit about Marvel characters because they just weren't there wasn't a bandwagon to jump on with all these characters right so I never read a single fucking Captain America comic book I think in my life I maybe read one or two X-Men comic books and only because Wolverine was on the cover and because of the 90's cartoon growing up I thought Wolverine was cool all through middle school my friends and I would play a lot of the arcade cabinet Marvel vs. Capcom. Nobody fucking played as Captain America. Why? Because fucking Captain America was lame. His name is Captain America, for fuck's sake. Maybe because me and my little friends are a bunch of punk rockers and patriotic, mushy, pro-army bullshit like that never really did it for us. But again, no one played as Captain America. I think I only ever saw one older guy back when we were kids play as Captain America, and I think it was because he figured out how to spam an aerial attack or some shit that basically becomes an infinite combo that you couldn't get out of, and that was that. I don't think he was picking Captain America because he loved Captain America. So anyway, this movie is Captain America versus a Nazi German offshoot called Hydra. Very weird to see how Disney handles Nazis. There was definitely red armbands, maybe a flash or two of like a half swastika, but minimal, I suppose, exposure. And these Hydra people, evildoers. We're supposed to see them as worse? He's supposed to be worse, more evil than Hitler? Worse than the, than the Nazis? Which, okay, cool. But, without the historical context, 
oh, there's that word, context, I can't speak. Without the previous knowledge of who and what the Nazis were, a very, very kind of kid's glove, disnified representation of these people. Now, I did just kind of hit the nail on the head there. This is a children's movie. <laughs> Kids' gloves, disnified. So, at least I understand to not take it so serious. I know it's more about the pew-pew-pew and the boom-boom-booms, which, like I mentioned, this movie actually had a pretty good balance of. I was entertained. Being set in the time that it was, the very first note that I took down was, quote, this is some white people shit. That's not to say there wasn't a black person or two in the movie. Because, again, Disney-fied. But, yeah. So, all that aside, like I said, seeing the whole origin story for Captain America was well done, very much entertaining, and by the end of the movie, I didn't feel like I wasted two and a half hours or whatever the runtime was. And I even kind of liked Captain America. Definitely a compelling character in Chris, whatever his last name is, uh, portrayal. And of course, they leave the best for last. Hands down, best part of the movie. At the end, after I believe having been frozen, extracted, and revived. we learn that Captain America is now in present times. Which was a pretty good, I guess, explanation of how he was in the Second World War and then somehow in present day. Not perfect, but hey, children's movie. But at the end, 
the best cameo. Really, the thing that I'm looking forward to the most in watching all of these movies. Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson comes to meet the captain in present-day New York and best line in the movie Samuel L. Jackson looks at the captain and he says English motherfucker do you speak it? Roll credits. I stood up in my living room and clapped. So, obviously, that's not what <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson says. But, uh, good little cherry on top little piece of world building that they do and I did enjoy the movie uh, if I had to give it out of five stars I would say a strong three and a half maybe maybe four I have a lot more movies to go through. And, uh, that's just the Rupak scale. It was good. It was entertaining. Didn't change my life or change my way of thinking. Like, truly good movies can but I didn't hate myself at the end for watching it I did immediately after watch Captain Marvel which apparently going in order is the next movie And I will gladly talk more about that next week. So, for now, I won't spin my tires much longer. As always, take care of yourself, children. <laughs>